Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast that goes beyond the day-to-day to help you create your most aligned life of purpose and potential. My name is Trang, your host for the show, and I am currently coming at you from my beautiful villa here in Ubud, Bali. Oh, I wish that you could see what I'm looking at right now, but you can't. So let me describe it to you. I'm currently sitting outside under an alfresco in the pristine garden of the villa. There's an archway in front of me and it is covered in these incredibly bright pink flowers. There's all the palm trees in front of me full of coconuts. The sky is perfect blue. To my left, we've got a massive rice field. To my right, there is some construction happening, so you might hear that as a bit of background noise. Um, But it's just, yeah, just completely serene. I've never recorded a podcast outside before, ever. I've only ever done it in between four walls at home in Melbourne. So this is a whole new experience for me as well. And also, just... Uh, as a bit of a heads up, I do have a cold. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I caught it from the guy who was uh, on the plane, ne- uh, on, next to me on the plane. <laughs> he was just sniffling and sneezing and his nose was running like a tap the whole trip here. So four hours next to him, I think that would do it. Um, so yeah, hopefully it's just, yeah, bear with me. I've got a little bit of a, a little bit of a blocked nose. So being here in Bali is something that I am so grateful for. And I really want to touch on this for a quick moment before I get into the episode. Because the podcast is such a wonderful opportunity to go a little bit deeper and share more of the behind the scenes. I went for a run this morning and I was reflecting on how I am here right now. Like essentially living here for at least a couple of months. How I just keep feeling like I need to pinch myself because you know when you go on holidays and you're like oh my gosh this place is epic I would love to live here if only I could live here and I've done that so many times especially coming to Bali in fact last year when I was here I met up with some people who were living here and I was in so much awe and and admiration for you know the courage that they'd taken to go out of their comfort zone and build a life, live abroad, make it viable, make it work and yeah, create an adventure, make life a playground of adventures. Um, And I'd always admired that. And that was just a year ago. And here I am now uh, living it. And and I'm just like, I I just feel like it's not real, (laughs) but here I am. And Part of the reason why I can be here now is because I have been chipping away for seven years creating a business that can be operated online, creating my personal brand. And we'll go into this a little bit more in a moment, Um, but acknowledging that this hasn't happened overnight. Um, This is something that I've been creating for seven years to get to this point. And I do believe that we can have it all but just not all immediately and not all at once. So it's, it's, the, it's the reality that, I'm, you know, this is where I am now, but it has also taken work. It has also taken 
time and energy and consistency to get here. Um, and also as well, I do want to mention, you know, being here is something that I hadn't originally envisioned for my path this year. You know, as empowering and exciting as it is that I'm here and I get to go on this solo trip, this solo adventure, there's also been mixed emotions. There's, there's also been grieving and sadness coming here because the only reason why I'm here and not doing a massive couples trip in Europe is because I've recently separated from my long-term partnership. It was almost 10 years. It was nine and a half years. And there's been a lot of processing, so much um, grieving and mourning of what could have been. Um, Letting go of the expectations and the identity and what I thought was going to be my path and, uh, and my life partner for the rest of my days. And I want to share this with you because... Yes, it it sounds really glitz and glam. It it looks like it. But also acknowledging that (laughs) it's not always like that. And that's not meant to be a deterrence. It's just meant to be a bit of... It's meant to be keeping it real. So that whenever you are pursuing something that is going to take a long time or is going to be a really big change in your life, you can be aware that there's always going to be a flip side, right? Like every coin has a flip side. And just because there's a mixed emotions, you know, there's resistance, there's fear, there's letting go of things, doesn't mean that you're on the wrong path. It, it could very well mean that you're on the right path because the bigger the change, the bigger the goal, the more the ego is going to resist it, the more there's going to be... Um, the more there's going to be obstacles and challenges along the way. But remembering this and rising above the day-to-day fluctuations in emotions and sticking out the pursuit and the path that you know you want to take, that you know you want to become and to achieve in the next three years, five years, ten years, you know that this is the right path for you. So I really want to mention that and yeah, share with you a little bit more about What's, what's really happening behind the scenes? Okay, we're now almost seven minutes into the episode, so let's get into it. Let's talk about the five things you need to know when creating your personal brand. So firstly, what is a personal brand? Personal branding is the process of defining and promoting what you stand for as an individual. It's, it's you starting a business that is revolved around you. And every product or every service that you provide is simply an extension of you rather than your product or service being a completely separate entity. So for example, me being me, Trang Ses Nguyen, which by the way is going to change very soon, so stay tuned for that. I am a personal brand because people come to me for me, whether it is I am providing Um, group coaching like Power Your Potential or a mastermind in a retreat like Life of Legacy or one-on-one mentoring, that is me. Um, Versus if I started up, I don't know, like a childcare center and I called it Little Bubs, 
then the the company little bubs is a separate entity from me but i am me and then in the future if i evolve and pivot and write a book or go into a completely different field then hopefully um people will still follow along because they're following along me for me rather than just what it is that the service or product is so personal brands they're becoming more popular you know over the years i've noticed more and more people starting personal brands rather than um, a separate business or company. And there are a few reasons for this. Um, The first one is the seamlessness of starting a personal brand. Like all you need really is a name, which hopefully you all have. And with social media these days, you just create an account within five minutes for free and you have a personal brand. You don't need to come up with a separate logo or separate business name. It's just you. And having a personal brand means that you can be more flexible, right? Like you're not tied down to one business, right? Like if I started a childcare called Little Bubs, then what if in 10 years I don't want to run Little Bubs anymore? It doesn't feel aligned to me anymore. Then I'd have to change everything and completely pivot. But if you're a personal brand and you're you, let's say you're Jane Smith, then you can still pivot and evolve over time, but it's all within your brand. Um, As a personal brand, you can do multiple things at once. You can express different parts of you. You can have different services and products at once, and it still fits within the umbrella of you. I also think that the beautiful thing about personal brands is it allows you to express yourself authentically. You get to speak about what you want to speak about. You get to share your true values and beliefs however you'd like to, you know, like, I mean, other than cancel culture, but you know what, like as a personal brand, you can still say whatever you want to say and then deal with the consequences afterwards. But I think authentic expression is becoming more and more important for people to actually get to the point where they reach self-actualization. They can reach fulfillment and feel at peace within themselves. People don't like to um, be. People don't like to be categorized or to be contained in how they can express themselves. So, personal brands becoming very popular. Um, many of my clients are building personal brands at the moment rather than separate entities. I've been doing it for seven years, so let me share with you what I've learned along the way. So five things that you need to know when starting a personal brand. Number one, be whoever you want to be. This is an extension of what I just mentioned before, but you are you. Your personal brand is you. You have to be authentically expressed. You have to be you and anything else is actually acting out of integrity. So you're not a company. You're not working for someone else. Like you get to do whatever you want to do. You get to niche as much as you want or you get to be as multidimensional as much as you want. And this is actually quite a um, an interesting topic and I have this conversation quite regularly with my clients who are starting their personal brands because in marketing right in books 
in different courses, it is so often taught that in order to be successful in business, you need to have a very specific niche. Like don't just work with working professional women. You need to work with women who are mothers between the ages of 30 and 35 who, yeah, first-time mothers um, who, I don't know, like coconut water. (laughs) You know, like it's taught that you need to be so niche. But as a personal brand, you get to do whatever you want. There's going to be pros and cons either way. But you get to choose what resonates most with you and you get to choose what is most true and aligned to how you want to be seen and how you want to serve the world. And then some people might ask, oh, but what if, you know, I want to do this and that, you know, like what if I want to do modeling and I also want to become an author, let's say. And and they're like, but those two things kind of contradict each other. Like I don't want, you know, my bikini modeling to impede on my credibility and authority and professionalism as an author. Um, so then they're like, can I still do those two things? And what I say to that is because you're a personal brand, your success isn't going to be despite these contradictory branches. It's going to be because of it. I'll say that again. Your success as a personal brand isn't going to be despite these seemingly contradictory branches. It's going to be because of it. And I see that time and time again, like my viral reel last year on Instagram that got over 2 million views was literally talking about how on the weekend I'll be partying and dancing in a taco suit. (laughs) And then later that week, I will be um, doing a professional corporate talk. That was the reel. It was seven seconds long but it went viral to over 2 million people. Like that just shows how much people are craving for permission and for examples of how they can express themselves more authentically as the multidimensional humans that they are. And I see it so much. Like the influencers, the the biggest ones who've amassed millions of loyal followers are the ones who express themselves most openly. Like I'm thinking multi-seven million dollar business owners who are CEOs, authors, speakers, who will post about themselves twerking in a bikini on the weekend at a music festival. Or... Women who are in corporate, like high-level executives who are in like suit and tie during the week, but then will also vulnerably and openly share about their challenges as a mother, dealing with leaking breasts or their kid's diarrhea explosion on the weekend. Being a personal brand means you can be whoever you want to be. And just remember that your success isn't going to be despite your candidness. It's going to be because of it. Now, number two, start with the end when it comes to your branding. What I mean by this is at the very start, when we start a new business, and I did this too, I would put my hand up. I'm guilty. It's so tempting 
to look at branding as simply the logo and the brand colors and the brand fonts. But branding is far more than those things. In fact, those things are the final one percenters. What we've got to start with when it comes to our branding is start big and start with the end, meaning starting with our ultimate personal vision for our lifetime, starting with our mission for our lifetime, the impact we want to create on this world, starting with our values, our beliefs, the message we want to share and we want to gift the world. That is where we've got to start. And this is so important because if we start small, right, like if we start a personal brand, if we start a business and we start really small or practical when it comes to, oh, my outcomes is to simply, you know, replace half of my full-time salary or I just want to start a business so that I can, you know, have, I don't know, like $50,000 saved up in my bank and I can buy a property. Like when... The, the outcomes are that pragmatic and that small. Like, where's the excitement in that? Like, where's the passion in that? No wonder then people give up. But when we start with our ultimate vision and mission, there is a lot of emotion that goes into that. It's such a big picture um, outcome that, it actually creates the, it actually sets the bar of the level of action we need to take, the level of drive, the level of commitment and leadership that is required in order to make this personal brand work in 2023. And also, just so you know, I'm yet to see any personal brand or any business for that matter with a perfect logo and brand colors and fonts, but with messy messaging do well. Yet to see that because nobody cares about your brand colors. <laughs> but I've seen a lot the opposite way do well. So, so many personal brands that don't even have a logo, that don't even have brand colors or fonts, like zilch, none at all, but have spot on authenticity and expression and messaging and value, and they will always do extremely well. So start with the end when it comes to your branding. Like go big, Get your heart behind it. Like be led by your heart. Nail your messaging. Become so consistent with who you are and what you stand for. Because, by the way, that's what a personal brand is. That people will just flock to you regardless of the surface level aesthetics of your business. And this is why the first session of my mentoring sessions always starts with this. Like no matter who you are, we'll always spend our first session looking at the big picture and starting with the end. Because without knowing which mountain you want to climb, without knowing which summit you want to get to, you're going to be at risk of climbing the wrong mountain. Then you'll get to the top and realize you've climbed the wrong mountain this whole time. You don't even enjoy the view. Like we've got to get so clear from the start which mountain we're climbing at a very high level. Number three now, express yourself intentionally, not diffusely. So what do I mean by that? I see a lot of people who are constantly shape-shifting. Like they're doing something one day and then a month later they're doing something else or they're, they're 
wearing like a certain type of clothes one week and then they change it up like the next and they're constantly changing because they are following so many different influences they're they're following and idolizing so many different people that they don't even know who they are they don't even have their own opinion they don't even have their own beliefs or values they're just constantly shifting to like copy the next person that they see do well on social media. And this becomes really confusing because not only does that one person not even be clear on what it is that they stand for, but if they're not even clear, then how's, how is anyone else meant to know what they stand for? And that makes for a very risky game when it comes to personal branding. Because if people don't know you, and don't know what you stand for, they can't trust you. And if they can't trust you, then they're not going to be inclined to work with you, to look up to you and to feel connected to you. So what you've got to do is you're actually better off learning and modeling off one or two key individuals at a time and then ignore the rest. So instead of following like a hundred different leaders and trying to model off all of them at the same time, just choose one or two and study them. Study who they are, how they think, how they do things, what they do, and then model off that. And what you could also do is like move up the chain, you know, study that person especially, and of course, choose someone who you feel very aligned with, study that person and then move up the chain to see who that person studies off. So you still stay within, you still stay within the same lineage, you could say. Um, And then you might do that for a period of time, whether it's three months, six months, a year. And then once you feel like you've learned everything that you can from them, or you want to draw inspiration from different sources, then you can move on to the next couple of leaders or um, idols that you want to learn from. And I really believe in this because this is what I've always done. I've simply worked with one or two mentors at a time um, and I've just saturated myself with everything that they have to teach me. And then I'll move on. And that allows me to be much more clear and much more consistent in who I am and how I develop. And this goes with um, consuming content as well, like not even from individuals, but in terms of content. Like I'm personally at this point in time, more of a fan of reading a book rather than listening to podcasts. These podcasts are like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. They're just scraping the surface. And if you listen to 100 podcasts in a month, like you're going to be really confused about what to do because they're all going to say different things. But if you knuckle down on maybe two or three books per month, then you can really study the craft and go deep in the concepts of what it is that you want to apply. Number four. Know the macro, but focus on the micro. So you want to be clear on where you want to end up in 10 years or throughout your lifetime, like by the end of your lifetime. But put your daily focus towards where you are now and your next step. So be clear on where you are going, but put your focus day to day towards where you are now and your next step. 
And this is really important because two things. One, you've got to know what your big picture game is. Like you've got to know where you are headed. Because once again, if you don't, you're just going to blindly climb up that mountain and you're going to waste the best years of your life like investing energy and time and resources into a particular pursuit and it might not even be the right one for you. So you've got to know the macro end game. You've got to be clear on which mountain you want to climb. But also just focusing on the mountain is problematic because it can be very overwhelming. It can be very intimidating. If you're standing at the bottom of the mountain looking at the summit, which is 4,000 meters above sea level and you can't even see it because it's above the clouds. Like that is so overwhelming and that is what causes analysis paralysis that stops people from even taking the first step when the first step is just one foot in front of the other. So know the macro but focus on the micro day to day. So what it is, what is it that you need to do today to get to the next step? You know, what models can you learn from that aren't maybe already at the top of the summit, but are two or three steps ahead of you so that what you learn from them is actually more pragmatic and more uh, relevant to you. And also, by the way, good to have models from the top of the summit as well. Um, So they're very inspirational, but what they talk about might not be that relevant to you. So have like inspirational models and then also have pragmatic models. Number five, play the lifelong game. You've heard this before. You don't win at halftime. You don't win at three-quarter time. You only get to win at full time. And what's full time for you? It's the end of your life. You have the rest of your life to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. So it's not about extremity. It's not about sprinting out of the blocks and then burning out and giving up at half time. It's about taking the consistent steps so that at the very end, at full time, on your final day, you can look back and you can be filled with peace, fulfillment, and happiness that who you've become, what you've achieved, and the impact that you've had is exactly what you wanted during this lifetime. So consistency over extremity. Now, some of you might be listening to this and you're like, what about both? What if I, what if I could have both? Because why does it have to be one or the other? And you know what? I'm going to say that I agree with you. Because, you know, who's to say that you can only have one or the other? That's a limited way of thinking. Sure, some people may be able to show up with extremity and go really hard for long periods of time. In fact, some people might look at what I do and say that that's what I do, but it's all relative, right? And that is the point. It's all relative. So if you're someone who's already showcased consistency and that is something that you can claim as a default way of being, then maybe you can take it up a notch and start to show up with a bit more extremity, a bit more, you know, hardcoreness with your consistency. 
But if you're someone who hasn't even been able to be consistent in the first place, then don't even worry about being consistent and extreme at the same time. Like just take that next step, okay? Remember, just one step at a time. Take that next step and be consistent first. And then once you've been consistent for a while, you can then take it to the next level and experiment with what the possibilities are, how you can be consistent and extreme at the same time for long periods of time to achieve results that are out of this world. All right, fam, those are the five things that you need to know when creating your personal brand. Number one, be whoever you want to be. Number two, start with the end with your branding. Look at your vision, your mission, your values, not just your logo and brand colors. Number three, express yourself intentionally, not diffusely. Model off one or two icons at a time. Study them. Get everything that you can from them. Number four, know the macro, but focus on the micro day to day. And number five, play the lifelong game. I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. These are different realizations and learnings that I've picked up over the years that I wish I knew at the start. So I really hope that this is something that you can take and you can bring into your creation process straight away. Until the next episode, you keep showing up as your highest self, keep expressing your best, and I'll see you then. Bye.